0: Yeah, I thought it was like Brashad.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: Like, I, I went to type it in the editor, and I typed it in, incorrectly. And then I saw, like, as I was put, I put in, like, Ian Rappaport's tweet, and I'm like, wait, that is not what I typed? Did Ian yeah. Rappaport type that wrong? And I looked it up, like, no, no, he just he doesn't have an R in his name. I've been saying it wrong or hearing it wrong my entire life.
1: My well, that's, entire life. that's like me earlier I, when I did the Luke Wilson story. I didn't know he spelled it yeah. with two L's because that's ridiculous. Who does that like I don't want to sign it him also now, now that I know he spells it, it with two ls
0: it also is hard to notice because like when you have that i l l it kind of all yeah together I,
1: I just he's been in the league for five years I'm just now finding this out,
0: yeah, that's, that's me with Bashad Reeland not being Bashad <laughs>
2: Hello, welcome to a free agency edition of the Fourth and Short podcast. This is Brian, joined by Brad and John. How are you guys doing?
0: Good. I'm doing swell.
2: Just swell. Always love that. So it's been an eventful. Uh, it's been an eventful. The swell.
0: Um, does swell exist as a word other than to tell people how you're doing? Uh, no, the only yeah.
1: other version of it is swell. <laughs> Swelling. <too. laughs> Swelling of the.
0: Like experiment. I mean, like you say, like I'm doing swell. I've never heard it used as like. Yeah, you, your finger is
1: going to swell. Nobody ever says that. Well, it's yeah. swelling or swollen or swole. Like, nobody ever says
0: swell. Yeah, but I mean, like, and I mean, like, the emotion of swell. Yeah. Or whatever. Hey, Brian, yeah.
2: Hey, Brian, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm swelling all over the place.
0: <laughs> just in a swelling mood.
2: I'm just, uh, I'm, I just need to see a doctor real bad because this is, this feels like everything's going to explode. Um. But, yeah, speaking of swelling and swelling free agent contracts, um, it's been an eventful last few days, even though technically free agency only started, you know, what I guess it would be uh, like four o'clock yesterday, yeah, four today? o'clock, it's almost six hours ago at this point. Well, yeah, so, but I guess we'll touch on the guys that unfortunately were our dearly departed Panthers players. Uh, The ones that we haven't talked about yet, like Andrew Norwell going for he's the second highest paid offensive lineman in the league. And he went to the Jaguars, which was surprising because, you know, all those experts said it was that he was definitely going to the New York Giants and Dave Gettleman.
0: I, so, I feel like I heard one other team name sorry, – oh, sorry, you kind of cut out. I thought you were done talking. No, uh, I thought I heard – who else was it? I thought there was another team that was rumored to be interested in him other than the Giants before the Jaguars just swooped in and signed him. Am I wrong or was, was, was there another one?
2: I mean I had heard that the Browns might take him too. Was gonna I was going to say probably heard. Cleveland because
1: they've signed like 73% of the NFL over the last two days, so <laughs> –
0: I feel like Jacksonville does that every year, though. Like, they get one free agent that was rumored to go everywhere but Jacksonville, and then they end up in Jacksonville. That's kind of been, like, the trend for the last three years for them. Well, if
2: you think about it, I mean, they had a really good competitive season this year. Basically, on top of a really good running game by with Leonard Fournette as the running back. So, you look at the situation for Andrew Norwell, and it's like, okay, I can go to the New York Giants who had no semblance of a running game last year and won, what, two, three games. Or I can go to Jacksonville where they have a really good running game, which we all know offensive linemen love to to run block and (laughs) go beat some people up and block for Leonard Fournette and probably end up in the playoffs again. So I could see it, especially since Jacksonville paid him so handsomely. Um, I personally thought it was a bit much for an offensive guard considering it's, you know, like one of the easiest positions in the NFL to replace. But, you know, he deserved it. Undrafted free agent way back when came in and last year was like top guard. And as far as pro football focus graded him. So good for him. I hope he knows
0: what to do with all that money. Cause he's making like a thousand percent of the salary he was making before.
2: <clears throat> I mean, if I would, I would be like that, uh, that one prospect who was talking about getting a, what was that toilet thing? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Was yes. your first
0: purchase going to be like the the toilet with a, a bidet, bidet or whatever?
2: Yes. <laughs> we have
1: to draft Will Hernandez. I don't care <laughs> if he's the worst offensive lineman in the history of the NFL. He has priorities <laughs> that are in line with what we need on our on our team.
0: I have a. I have a. Does does Andrew Norwell spurning the Giants is that evidence that players don't like Dave Gettleman? It makes you think.
1: It it absolutely is.
0: I mean, I
2: I can't see Dave Gettleman offering that kind of contract just because you know.
0: Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, and I'm joking, but it's just it's it's fun to think about. Um. And it also kind of is Jonathan Stewart kind of ruins that by. Going and signing with the Giants to segue into the next one. Well, to be oh, fair, I guess, the Giants
1: are probably the only team that was going to offer him any money because they have no running backs. Because they, yeah, he 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 actually improves their running back room.
0: <laughs> uh, good for him. And it, being that you, if if that's true, that the Giants would be the only team to offer him, you know, a, a job, he, he did pretty well for himself in terms of his contract.
2: Yeah, I mean, he got like, he, he got more years. money than.
0: Yeah, two years and like a pretty like more money than I would have thought he would have gotten. I feel like running backs at his stage of his the stage of his career where he is are like, you know, you just kind of hope that it, there's a team that like knows you that will give you like a one year deal for like a million dollars.
1: He got one million dollars for every yard he's gonna gain.
0: Geez, <laughs> seven. That's, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> a he's going seven I mean, yards in the next two years.
2: Wow. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that. And honestly, if uh, they draft uh, Saquon Barkley, it might be possible. He's only in there for pass blocking down, so not necessarily untrue. I wouldn't be, su-
0: I wouldn't be know, surprised if Dave Gettleman takes the running back, if he takes Barkley, that, after taking McCaffrey eighth.
1: Yeah, he, he'll he take he's Barkley. Clearly not he's, opposed to it. Cle- Cleveland's not going to take him number one. They're going to take a quarterback. So the Giants are – they pick mm-hmm. second, correct? Yeah. yeah. The he'll pick Saquon Barkley. They They'll do that, and they'll keep Eli for another year, and he'll figure out
2: a way to get a backup quarterback. I, do I, have a, I, can't, I
1: can't see him passing up on
2: Barkley. I do have a question about that, actually, because I've been thinking about this over the last few days, but the top five picks, there could be a bunch of trades to go take quarterbacks there because it seems like there really isn't a huge gap between like the top four or five quarterbacks as far as uh, skill goes. Yeah. Do we think Dave Gettleman would actually trade down there? Because I don't, would, I don't recall him ever doing up,
1: that. If if somebody called him to move up to get a quarterback, he would absolutely do it um, because you've got teams in the 6 to 12 range that are going to want a quarterback. Um, you know, Cleveland gets number one pick, so they're not going to trade down. Um, Gettleman's not dumb enough to trade up to number one. Yeah. Um, The Colts don't need to because, like you just said, there's like five or six quarterbacks that can be drafted. Uh, Cleveland picks fourth, so they don't need to trade up because they already have the number one pick. Denver doesn't need to draft a quarterback because they signed um, Case Keenum.
0: Keenum. Keenum. Is Case Keenum, Keenum an acquisition of Case Keenum, enough to say we don't need a a quarterback anymore? I don't know if that's –
1: I think it's enough to say we don't need to draft one number five overall. Like Denver could even uh, be think, willing to move down.
0: I think Dave Gettleman from what from what we saw here, I would be surprised if he traded down, just because it seems like he's kind of got his like kind of arrogant, er- not arrogance, yeah, cockiness, I guess you'd say, with like his evaluation of players. And he's like, "This is the guy I want. This is the guy I'm going to get, and I'm not going to uh, like pillow around with these trade draft trading back in these drafts and risk not getting the guy I want." You, you know I, I, a
2: quarter than two dimes, if you remember that. Yeah. Yes. Um you know, you've got um
1: Miami could be willing to move up. They're at eleven. Uh Buffalo, Buffalo could be willing to move up. up. Um they've got they're two de- first. I feel like that's the
0: whole I feel like that's the whole reason they've been doing all these trades is to get themselves in a position to get a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, Buffalo they just signed could AJ train. McCarron. They signed AJ McCarron and he's not gonna be good enough. So David um, you know,
0: Peterman's I, probably not going to be good enough.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to be good enough either. Um, I, I think Buffalo <laughs> could offer Gettleman the number twelve, the number twenty-two, and you know maybe next year's first rounder or even a second rounder, and he would probably take that.
0: Yeah, it would be. That's also an interesting dynamic between Dave Gettleman and Brandon and Bean. Brandon Bean.
1: Yeah, that's Mike. true. It, it Speaking also of the bills. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me either to see Washington trade up from 13 because even though they have Alex Smith, they do stupid things. So, <laughs> you know, they may be willing to trade up to number two to get somebody like Josh Allen because they do dumb stuff. <laughs> the only reason they don't get called out on it more often is because Cleveland does dumber stuff.
0: <laughs> I would, that would be great if the Redskins traded up to get the quarterback that could not be more different than the quarterback they currently have yeah
2: that's not that's an excellent segue by the way bringing up the bills um
0: yeah bills, i was gonna do that
2: <laughs> the bills just nabbed away from the panthers and he's gonna be playing them for, for them for the next five years um it seems like carolina has a decent amount of depth at defensive tackle but they don't really have that pure nose tackle um i know cp and billy both brought it up that uh you know, Star performed at his best when he was playing as an under-tackle next to an actual pure nose tackle, but it, it remains, you know, here that Caroline doesn't really have that. It seems like Vernon Butler and K1 Short are both more so the under-tackle types you'd want occasionally moving into nose tackles where now we need to find that Colin Cole type. Um, do we really think Star was worth what he got with Buffalo? I'll go ahead and show no, you. Guys. I
0: haven't... How much did he? I didn't see what his uh, actual value, like contract value, was. I just saw his five years.
2: I'm pulling it up now. Hold on. So what? I'm pulling it up now for
0: his contract details. Uh, yeah. Because I, I was on Spot track earlier today, and uh, I didn't, and it still had like an, an empty thing next to his contract value. Um, but probably not. We we basically would be like we would probably be taking ourselves out of the running for any of the players we've acquired so far or are going to try to acquire in the future if we re-sign him. He's fine. I don't think he's worth sacrificing flexibility over when we have other good defensive tackles waiting in the wings.
2: Yeah, and obviously we still have, you know, like Kyle Love, for example. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like we could find a good enough space eater to let Short and Butler do their things. And Butler and Short are good enough. Hopefully, Butler's good enough to play together a lot if Washington's creative enough to not have, like, you know, to kind of switch things up and not just be like, oh, you're going to be a nose tackle now, uh, KK. Or well, Werner. the nice thing, you too, know, is kinda...
2: that Butler is like roughly the same size as Latua. Like, granted, they have different skill sets, but hmm. like, Short and, short and uh, Butler seem like guys who could probably interchange in that role if really need be. But, yeah, I'd I'd obviously like to see a a pure nose tackle added to the roster. I think the Panthers do their best when they have, like, that one pure nose tackle, that one pure under tackle, and then use these guys who are interchangeable and just throw them in there in different situations. Um, Brad, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how much he would cost, but Benny Logan is a free agent, and he's about as pure of a nose tackle as you can be. Um, He's six (laughs) – Six two, three hundred and nine pounds, and he's only twenty eight years old.
0: Yeah, I think we could we can find somebody somewhere. I mean, there's there are big there are large human beings that are that can eat up some space.
1: Yeah, I mean there there are plenty of them. So I I don't I like Star. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he was worth five years, however many million he got. And I'm glad that we didn't tie up our cap space into both of our defensive tackles. Cause you know, we paid K one short a lot of money and I don't think we can afford to pay star a lot of money too. It's just not, it's not smart to do that with your cap space. Especially that's what, with, that's what got Marty Herney fired the first time.
2: <laughs> yep. Especially with the way the quarterback contracts are going. Cause we all know that eventually in the near future, Cam Newton's going to want an extension and uh, Kirk cousins did the NFL a nice nice solid by getting his fully guaranteed three-year contract. So that's going to mess up a lot of uh, quarterback negotiations there. So there, you definitely have to be planning and have some extra space for that
0: for sure. It's about time somebody got a fully guaranteed contract. NFL contracts are terrible for but players. why
2: was it Kirk Cousins?
0: Like, <laughs> I don't know. Especially like, yeah, there's so many. It's like, even like Drew Brees is in the free agent pool at the same time. And Kirk Cousins is the one that gets the fully guaranteed deal.
2: Yeah, like, granted, someone else brought this up on Twitter. I wish I remembered who they were. I could find the tweet. But they said, you know, this isn't really hugely groundbreaking because a lot of times the five- to six-year deals that people get, essentially the first three years are guaranteed. But, yeah, like, he's not on the hook for the next four or five years after that with whatever cap number they have that makes him expendable. At that point, he can go right back in the market and get more guaranteed money. So,
0: it's, that's. Yeah, his contract is what like the first NFL contract that makes sense, because all the other ones are like like Matt Khalil's for example. It's like oh yeah, it's a two year deal for the Panthers if they want it to be a two year deal, but Matt Khalil can outperform his contract, which isn't happening obviously. But he could outperform his contract and he's stuck for five years. But the team can cut him for two if he underperforms. So that's that's such a sham.
2: Yep. Well, I don't disagree.
0: <laughs> um, players
1: are supposed to work for free. <laughs>
0: They should be making less than the troops. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, saw somebody, I saw somebody say that today like as a joke, and I was like, that's pretty it was on, It was on CSR as a comment, because um, people are talking about how much money people make. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, oh, we didn't really talk about it with Norrell. Do you guys think we're going to miss him, or do you think Moten uh, will be good enough, or whoever we plug in there is going to be good enough to kind of keep the, the status quo? Brad, you can go first.
2: I think we
1: will miss him. Uh, I think Moden will be fine, but it's going to take at least a year. Mm-hmm. So I think this year we will miss
2: Norwell. I yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so here's my here's my issue with the whole thing. Um, obviously, number one, there's that you know sneaking suspicion that the Panthers might still throw Amini Tolu out there just because he actually was a guard, <laughs> but Ugh. Here's what scares me about the whole thing. Like, so number one, um, I think it was either Billy or CP brought this up, but having Andrew Norwell on Matt Khalil's side greatly helped him. So now you're throwing a guy who hasn't played guard in at least his collegiate career over there at left guard. Um, that that's really what worries me. Is like Moten is like a pure tackle, and I know they were he was drafted because he has a skill set to play guard, but that's not something where you just throw a guy in there and he just you know knows how to play guard all of a sudden like first snap of the game so I am a little worried about that um I think that Moten will eventually be a decent fill-in option because as we've all heard many times you know guards one of the easiest positions to replace which is why it's so mind-blowing that Andrew Norwell is the second highest paid offensive lineman in the league right now but you know (laughs) we're not going to get into that but uh yeah, it does. It it worries me just because on top of that, Norwell was one of the best pulling guards in the NFL, and that's not something that you can just easily replace, especially with a tackle, because like they don't pull all the time, at least not as nearly as often as a left guard would in the Panthers' offense. So that said, the change of scheme for the offense with a uh, Norv Turner might be helpful because it'll it won't be designed around those pulling plays as much. So. Who knows, but I think we'll definitely miss
0: him despite the cap hit there. I say I think we'll be okay just because I I hope we're going to be okay. Well, yeah, obviously. That's kind of how I approach (laughs) – I kind of approach all these moves, like just because I have a general optimistic outlook on – I just have a – I tend to be more of an optimist. That whenever we get new players, I'd assume it's going to go well. And it's people like you who disappoint
2: all all our fans – (laughs) because you go out there tweeting your optimistic crap and then we disappoint him because this is the Panthers well
0: I try to I I mean I try to be measured with it like I've seen a lot of stuff with where like when there was there was was a lot of discussion on CSR today yesterday about Tory Smith versus Paul Richardson and the money they're worth and I saw a lot of like Torrey Smith is significantly better than Paul Richardson which is very incorrect and like I'm not going to go that far with it but I'm just going to you know be I think Tory Smith will help and that's about as it's like I feel like that's that's optimistic enough without getting my hopes too high.
2: You're doing really good with this whole Segway stuff.
0: So yeah, oh, I've the, been practicing.
2: Yeah, that was the We're next went Segway school. Segway school <laughs> <laughs> is that like an elective in college? Segway school.
0: Yeah, it is. They <laughs> also offer offer classes for continuing education after you're done with college. Well, hey, if
2: you need a letter of recommendation for your next professor, let me know. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll shoot him over one. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously the Panthers traded for Torrey Smith, who has who was basically about to be a free agent anyway, straight up for Daryl Worley. Uh, so what do we think of that? Tra- and before we even get into Torrey Smith's value to the team, what do we think of that trade in general? Uh, Brad, I'll start with you there.
1: I don't like it and it has nothing to do with the players involved. I I think Tory Smith is okay like John said. I think he'll help. I don't think he's going to be the best thing ever. I also don't think he's going to be a disgrace to the Panthers uniform. But the the Eagles were going to release him. Like they didn't have to trade for him. You know, they they literally were going to cut him to save 5 million dollars. And I guess Marty was so scared that Tory Smith would command, you know, three years, four hundred million dollars, that he decided to go ahead and trade Daryl Worley. That's the only, the only explanation that makes sense to me. Um, I don't mind adding Tory Smith, and I don't mind losing Daryl Worley, but I just hate trading Daryl Worley for Tory Smith when we could have just waited two days and signed Tory Smith.
0: The the thing with that, my counterpoint kind of to of that is even if I think there is some value in securing his services for a known amount and having the assurance that you are going to secure his services, because if he hits the free agent pool, even if he does getting make making less money than we're paying him now, we're competing with like in theory thirty one other teams. There's this he's probably we're not gonna be the only team that's interested in signing him. And so that's either going to drive his value up or he's just going to want to go somewhere else. So we're kind of getting rid of that, you know, variance and where he could end up. I don't, it's not like, you know, it's not like a, it's, I don't think it's going to turn out like a Greg Olson type trade. I don't, but I kind of see the line of thinking. I don't think it's going to like push us over the top or anything, but Daryl Worley is very replaceable and Torrey Smith is something we need. So I'm, I think it's okay.
2: Yeah. Um, so I was that was actually exactly what I was gonna say. Um, but I just wanted to put it in perspective <laughs> for you here because yeah, like you secure Tory Smith for a known amount, exactly. And uh we all saw once free agents were hitting the market, even like the nominal ones were getting, you know, highly inflated essentially like mid level NBA contracts. I mean
0: look at freaking like Albert, Albert Wilson, Wilson got like nine million dollars. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we were having the exact same thought. Albert Wilson, we, we're all three on the years, situation. 24 million. Yeah, <laughs> we're really clicking right now. Um, yeah, Albert yeah. Wilson, three years, 24 million. Like, he has one year of, like, moderately okay performance as mostly a screen option. That's that's what he was for Alex Smith and the Chiefs. He wasn't, like, your Tyreek Hill or anything like that. He was just a guy who was very good at taking a play to the house on a short throw. And, you know, that – I can see why taking, like, especially if they were thinking about cutting Worley anyway, if he wasn't going to fit into the scheme they had going. Um, it's tough to really say because you know Washington's scheme ideally is going to be a lot like Steve Wilkes and Sean McDermott's, but we don't know as of the, as of this moment. Um, so the Panthers have Tory Smith locked in for five million dollars this year, but they can cut bait at any time and take that off the books. So,
0: I, I another think perspective. That's, sorry. Sorry. Uh, another perspective. Danny Glassbones and Papers uh, Paperskin. Danny Amendola got two years, uh, twelve million dollars from the Dolphins. Also, um, just to put that five million dollars for Torrey Smith in perspective.
2: And it's not like Torrey Smith was totally awful with the Eagles. I mean, like, the regular season was like something. You know, it's not really the best, but in the well, playoffs, he was also like, like one, their fourth wide
1: receiver. So
2: yeah. In
0: the playoffs, he came Wentz, on, too. Carson Wentz is, is not as good as he's made out to be either, especially throwing deep. I think because we, we, we were getting a lot of shout-outs to Billy and, and CP, but they were talking about that. Carson Wentz, he does throw some pretty bad deep balls on at times. So that's it's it's kind of taking Toy Smith out of his uh, element when you're asking him to make plays on – Inaccurate throws and battle with the DBs to make two contested catches when he's running down the field.
2: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't really played with like a legit quarterback in a while either. Like, yeah. as far as the deep ball goes, anyway. I, should, I didn't mean to say Carson Wentz <laughs> wasn't, but
0: like, no, but he's, yeah.
2: But like, you know, Joe Flacco could throw the ball deep, but then like he went to San Francisco, you know.
0: Hey, Brian it's, Hoyer it's, it's was with one Baltimore. of the quarterbacks,
2: like, uh, I don't. I'm not entirely sure if I remember him playing with Colin Kaepernick or not, but
0: I think like, he did.
2: Like I mean, Cam's gonna, Cam throws a good deep ball. We we do all we all know that as long as the protection's there, he can throw a decent deep ball. So he could be the next Ted Ginn. He could be the next David Geddes. It's going to be tough to say, but at least the Panthers aren't really locked into anything with him.
0: gives him
2: mm-hmm. the opportunity to get somebody in the draft with that same skill set and make him work for his money, you know.
0: Yeah. And then if something better comes up, I don't, you know, he's, we can let him go. Like if the Raiders release Michael Crabtree and we decide we want Michael Crabtree instead, we need that extra or the Cardinals. They release Tyron Matthew. We want to go to Tyron Matthew and decide that's more important than Tory Smith. So we can just let like, go of Tory Smith and that's $5 million in cash space to do something else if we want to.
2: Yeah. You know what? That, that, that brings up a good point because there's a lot of stuff I've been seeing on Twitter where people are like, oh, well, we signed Tory Smith, so we can't get Tyran Matthew. The thing about the cap space is that you can be over the cap space until the beginning of the season. Like, yeah. you there's, there's room to make moves. Like, if the Panthers actually somehow managed to throw Matthew a contract he actually liked, they could easily cut bait with guys like Smith, Russell Shepard. They could make Ryan Khalil restructure even though that would be kind of shitty since his last season. But you know, like they can make those moves. You know, if 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 that mm-hmm. ends up falling into place, they can still do that. Like they can be over the cap and still make some moves. The Saints have been doing it for years. You know. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, that's the Eagles are doing it right now. The Eagles are already over the cap right now, and they've they've done they've signed some people.
2: Mm-hmm. Brad, do you have anything to add? I know you were the <laughs> you were the counterpoint to all this, so.
1: I just, I wish we could have traded somebody other than Daryl Worley. Like, we could have traded a draft pick. Because it, it, this will be a segue. Um, we signed Bashad Breeland. Um, yes. We could have Tory Smith, Bashad Breeland, and Daryl Worley. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we could have we could have offered a draft pick, and the Eagles could have said no. Oh, that's I
0: guess we, you're saying, yeah. We,
1: we don't know that, but you know, we could, have, and we've talked about this before. But we could have put Breland and Bradbury on the outside and moved Worley to safety, and at least tried it to see if it if it works out, because you know, he can't be any worse than what we have right now, which is, you know. Mike, I'm an AARP member, Adams, and (laughs) Colin Jones. So, you know, it it would be worth a shot. Fair point. That's the only thing I don't really like about it is, you know, if you're going to make the trade, you don't – I'm sure Marty didn't do this, but at least I hope. But you don't call, you know, we'll give you Cam Newton for Tory Smith. You know, Oh no, no. Okay. We'll give you Luke Keekly instead. No. Okay. Well, we'll give you Daryl Worley. <laughs> you know, you, you start with your lowest offer, you know, we'll give you our conditional seventh round pick. Um, mm-hmm. and you work up and I, I hope that that's what happened. And I hope that Worley was the, the, the worst, the minimum.
0: Thing, you know, yeah. the
1: minimum that we were willing to part where that they were willing to take. Um,
0: Yeah. They also could have reached out to us and said, "Hey, you guys need a deep, you need a fast wide receiver. You want to give us uh, Daryl Worley?" And we gotta just been like, "Okay." But um, yeah, that
1: could be true too.
0: Speaking of Bashad Breeland, yeah. Well, did you have anything else on the Tory Smith thing before I share my opinion on Bashad Breeland? No.
2: The only thing I had to I'm say excited. was uh, Max Henson. Max Henson brought something up that I thought was interesting. Um, apparently, the Eagles were really eyeing up Worley during the draft process. So I actually think um, it, it is possible they were like, "Hey." We'll take Daryl Worley and we'll throw you Dory Torrey Smith and the Panthers are probably like mm-hmm. okay cool, like
0: well that, if, that they wanted,
1: if they called us and asked for Daryl Worley, we should have str- you know held our ground and said okay well we want Tory Smith and your sixth rounder or, you know something like that.
2: Herney doesn't play hardball. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, but, go ahead.
0: Uh, go. Oh, and the Bashaw Brilliant. I'm excited about the Bashaw Berlin thing only because I've seen Redskins fans say that we got him for a bargain and that they're sad to see him go. I haven't obviously. There's not. I haven't seen everybody's opinion on it, but the fact that there are people that have that opinion at all is a positive sign for me because I feel like the vast majority of fans uh, hate their players when they leave, like like you know Seahawks besides like the State star with players,
2: I hate the shit out
0: of Andrew were Norwell they? right now. So, yeah. Well, like, aside from, like, the players that are very clearly, you know, like, just, you know, are gone because they can't be afforded, like Andrew Norwell, it's like, you know, if, if, like, an average player just doesn't re-sign with a team, like, when he signs somewhere else, like, their fans are like, yeah, he was garbage anyway. And the fact that we're not seeing that with Breland, at least I haven't seen him with Breland, is, is a nice – gives me some hope.
1: Yeah, Breeland is pretty good. I mean, he's not Deion Sanders, but he's pretty good.
2: But I thought Daryl, which is was something Deion we've Sanders.
1: needed. <laughs> uh, th- yeah, that's what I said. Breeland's not Deion Sanders because Worley <laughs> is. Try to keep up.
0: Pretty good that... at in the secondary is something we've needed. Is something that we def- definitely could use.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think. I think Breeland will fit in nicely in, in Worley's place. And, you know, let's be real about Worley. He was losing playing time to Kavon Seymour. I mean, and he was losing playing time for a reason. And it mm. wasn't just Ron loves his vets, quote unquote, because Kevon Seymour was brought in and training camp.
2: Can I interrupt for a second too about that as well? Um Kevon Seymour wasn't just brought in before training camp. He was brought in for essentially nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. We traded Kalen Clay for him, and Kalen Clay was literally on our roster a few weeks later. So the Panthers had no stake in making Kevon Seymour work. But anyway, go ahead and continue.
0: And we still have Kevon Seymour too. And if if they're close enough to where the coaching staff feels like they can kind of in- use them interchangeably, depending on who's playing well enough. I don't think the absence of Worley is that big a deal. If we still have come Seymour and which I'm assuming we do, don't we? He yeah, wasn't one do. of our free agents. Yep. He's on the run. Um, and then, yeah, I, I forget with all like the camp, like when guys come into camp, they all, they're all over the place. But um, I feel like we don't have any like top end talent at cornerback, but we have enough depth where I think, you know, we can make it work even if we don't have like that true lockdown guy. We don't have like a weak spot that can be picked on. Like we have competent players. We don't have a competent free safety yet, but we have competent players everywhere else to where there's no, you know, obvious easy route through the secondary.
1: Yeah. Free safety is the only area of concern that we have to fix.
0: Right. Right. I'm very interested to see how we approach that because we don't have money to sign somebody good, and that's kind of a scary thought of putting the uh, putting all the eggs in the draft basket. Like, well, we'll just draft a free safety that's good enough to start.
2: Here's my my solution to that, and it's not great, so don't 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 <laughs> sit here and say that it's you know that I'm an idiot because it's it's not world beating. But Mike Mitchell is on the, is on the free agency. Um. He's, he's a free agent now, and he was a free safety for Carolina because he played alongside Quentin Michael, who you'd never want to be your free safety, even when he was in his prime. So um, it is possible that Carolina moves in and grabs a guy like him or even a guy like Trey Boston. Personally, I think that Mike Mitchell's a little more feasible just because he really underperformed with the, with the Steelers. Um, so you get off? I – Think the Carolina Honey Badger, <laughs> honey badger. <clears throat> or or the Honey Badger? Obviously, you know if we can grab Tyron Matthew, that would obviously be huge. And since we're Panthers fans, and we can't have nice things. It's totally not going to happen, Brad. But so stop don't crush my dream.
0: That's exactly what I said in our Slack chat today. Is like I, I can't be hopeful about Tyron Matthew because that that will be a nice thing, and we don't get nice things in free agency.
2: Nope, we'll get Mike Mitchell, a nice thing we had several years ago.
0: You could even say lose. that Mike Mitchell owes us money because he got a he got tremendously overpaid yeah, by the Steelers Pittsburgh after how well three he played years for years
1: and like what was it three years nineteen million
0: dollars. It was it was like, a lot. It was a he lot. Should,
2: he should sign for, uh with us for one year, negative two million.
0: <laughs> Just pay us back. Yeah, he, he pays us to to play on our roster. I like it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I don't see any. Uh, any Tyron Matthew news. So, you know, he could be here. Other than that, every single team has players or fans. Yeah. So it might be a tough sell to get him to come here. But we can dream.
2: As far as Bashad Breeland goes, um, so I've I've always been a fan of James Bradbury. I think he's going to be good in this league. Um, I think he definitely took a step back, though, last year.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: <clears throat> he made a lot of good plays, but he's just not as aggressive to the ball as he could be. And I think Breland is like, he's not the guy who's going to get like seven interceptions in the, in a league year, but he has a lot of pass deflections over it. Like he has more pass deflections than Josh Norman over the last four seasons. And I personally really like that about a corner and granted, the argument can be made that he wasn't that he was throwing the ball more than Josh Norman simply because Josh Norman is a shutdown corner. Yeah. I least, was gonna say least...
1: counterpoint to that is they threw at Breland all the time.
2: But I like the fact that he can make plays in the ball. Like he seems to have a good eye for where the ball is. Because we've seen Melvin White play. Melvin White was not in the top of the league for passive election, but he was thrown at damn more sure than most of the cornerbacks in the league because he sucked. <laughs> so I, there's some optimism there, and he's had some reps, and he hasn't played on a defense like Carolina's where they take a lot of the pressure off of the defensive backs with the pass rush in the front seven. So I am optimistic about Brashad Breeland. I think Carolina did get him on a on a bargain. I'm a little worried about him being backloaded, only because that's what got Herney in trouble in the first place was backloading contracts. But his first year of his my field is – hold on, I'm just – before I...
0: It's like one million control. year base, base salary, one million dollars. Yeah, um,
2: it's uh, 3.9 million, and then his next season is 8.7, the and then his next season is 10.2. So it only goes up, obviously, but it doesn't give Carolina the flexibility to really cut him, per se.
1: Well, the cap will go the thing up, with the,
2: at least theoretically yeah. it's
1: going to go up, and some of our big players are going to be off the books like thomas davis and ryan khalil that's like 20 million dollars right there that's not going to be there so
0: also you know, he'll, he'll, he'll only be content. 20 he'll also only be 27 on that when that final year comes up and if he's counting too much against the cap we can extend his contract because he'll still be young enough to be useful for a while yeah i also true. lied so. too
2: i i lied his uh his dead cap his first year is 10.4 million his dead cap, his second year is six point four, and his dead cap, his third year, is actually two point eight million. Yeah, they, they say there's like yeah, seven million he, on his. He's last here year. For,
1: he's here for two years.
2: Yeah, and if that's plenty
1: of time to find out if he's if he gels with our defense or not, and if he does, they'll like John just said, they'll give him a contract extension because he'll only be twenty seven years old. You know, they'll give him another three years, four years. And if he's not any good, then they'll just cut bait with him and figure something else out. It's it's probably yeah. the best contract Marty Herney's ever done, <laughs> and that's and sad it was done. because it's it's just a basic, simple concept, you know, of a contract that any general manager should be able to do.
0: I think it's. it's Surprising, we got him for that amount so quickly as well. Normally, those are like the things that happen a few days after free agency starts. Yeah, he's from
2: he's from the, the
1: area. He's from Allendale, South Carolina, and he went to Clemson, so he probably wants to come home.
0: Yeah, which yeah, uh, I feel like I mean, that happens in football more than any to some sport. Players, you know. Yeah, it it does seem to happen quite a bit in the NFL, where players kind of seem to lean towards playing where they near where they grew up. Mm -hmm. also uh since i feel like we're done with our Bashad breland thoughts uh julius peppers will come back for one last ride yes Carolina reaper officially Uh, (laughs) this next season after like not next season the season after next is going to be quite different because this is going to be like If if there was ever a year for the Panthers to win a Super Bowl, this 2018 season is the season to do it. Like Ryan Khalil, Thomas Davis, and Julius Peppers off into the sunset together with the Super Bowl. Uh, Tell me that's not a storyline the NFL is going to rig the games for.
1: They're going to rig the game. We're going to win the Super Bowl because as we've learned and discussed on this show, the NFL totally rigs games. And they totally rig Super Bowls. And they're going to rig it in our favor. Mark it down Look now. That we're gonna, we're, beat that. We are going to beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl.
0: You heard it here first.
2: Tom in, Brady is going down. You heard it here first. Fun fact,
1: um, 100% of CSR users voted yes in the Are You Excited That Julius Peppers is Coming Back? for one more year poll on catscratchreader.com
0: how many votes
1: 700 votes
0: that is the, I've that's that's never happened before
1: 100% yes vote everybody is excited literally <laughs>
0: everyone
2: well the panthers i mean they oh. got a deal. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's clever <laughs> what i just saw the poll for the first time i just saw the poll oh i figured the first you'd seen it damn it no <laughs> I'm um, 701 votes. I voted yes as well, so we could keep that consensus moving forward.
2: The Panthers got a good deal on Peppers. I mean, like... It, it actually is a good deal, all jokes aside. Like, they, they figured out how to use him correctly in the back end of his career, which is, you know, don't overuse him in practice. Don't overuse him in the game unless, you know, it's the playoffs and all your other defensive ends are hurt. <laughs> um, but they really found a way to expand his mileage a little bit. And he had 11 sacks last season. And if they can find a way to add another guy who could be, you know, a contributor this season, or if Deshaun Hall turns out to be one, all he's going to do is rotate in again. And that that seems to be the best thing for him. Like, he doesn't have to put all of his 100% of, you know, his effort on the line the entire game. But when he does, it's still hard for offensive tackles to block him. So... Five million. I'm can not we, gonna complain about it.
0: Can we just take a moment to talk about how insane it is that he's 37 year old man was one of the better pass rushing pass rushers in the NFL while dealing with a shoulder injury?
1: Yeah. See, I can I can give some perspective on this because I'm 37 years old until July, <laughs> and it my knees hurt when I walk like around my neighborhood. I can't imagine being one of the best defensive ends in the NFL at my age. I it just it's it's inconceivable to my mind that that Julius Peppers is still as good as he is. It and that, I, I don't believe he's thirty seven when I watch him play. <laughs> I believe yeah. he's always, you know, thirty one at at the very oldest.
2: I was going to say, he doesn't look like he's that old either. Like, he still looks like a guy who might be in his prime. Like, that dude is ripped. That dude is, like, athletic. He's very he's able to chase down quarterbacks. Like, it's insane how much, how athletic this dude is at this age. Like, he's just... He's a freak. He's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Like, last year, there were a couple times where I'd see him make a play, and I'm like... Holy hell, that was a 37 year old man making a play on like a 25 year old dude. Like bursting through the line of scrimmage, making tackle for a loss on the goal line. Like a 37 year old man does not do that. They get plowed backwards at best, you know? And, <laughs> like, and you that, know, the, that is accurate.
0: The craziest thing, too, about that is he's missed six games in his entire career. Jesus. And he still hasn't slowed down. He's still, like, barely slowing down at this age. Like, that is a lot of football to play and the trenches every play. And to still be going strong and still producing at that level after, what, this is going to be his 16th season? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He's it's the LeBron insane. James of the NFL in terms of, like, physical specimen.
2: And he really saved the Panthers this year. I mean... Like if they, if he retired, we'd be looking at Wes Horton and Brian Cox and uh, Mario, like Mario Addison, obviously not a pushover, but like, and then Deshaun Hall, who didn't even play a snap last season. Like the Panthers were in deep shit if he didn't come back. And
0: and so now they have a little flexibility. Yeah. And if Mario Addison is your, your number one defensive end with the rotation of those guys along with them, you're probably not doing great. Up front. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, we still need to draft somebody, but mm-hmm. bringing Peppers back means it's not as big of a, a need. We don't have to like trade up in the first round to get a defensive end. We can sit back and see what's on the board. Like, don't we can wait until the second
0: round. We don't have to pull a 2015 with the corners and just start drafting defensive ends after defensive yeah. ends.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, like, if he did not come back, your first two picks need to be a safety and a defensive end at this point
0: mm-hmm. where. Now yeah, that probably back, back should
1: be anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it it could feasibly be still, but a first round pick or a second round pick on a wide receiver wouldn't hurt this team either. Where like the in the third round where they have what two picks, I think. Um, yeah, they could potentially get another defensive end there who is a developmental guy. And
0: yeah, yeah. We're more we're so. in a better position to take a shot on somebody later. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: So thank you Julius Peppers from all of us here at CSR and the CSR <laughs> podcast and You've just all of us. Charlotte
0: and Panthers You've fans. You saved
2: us, you're a freak. We will always worship you and uh
0: just you you're know not, sack not the Judas Not Judas Peppers anymore.
1: I've always hated that.
0: <laughs> I, I hate nicknames like that in general. I hate derogatory nicknames.
1: Okay, I'm just going to ask this question for the group when you're listening to this. Just answer it in your head when you listen to this later. You're Julius Peppers, and you're an NFL football player. You play in a market like Carolina, and you're the biggest fish in the smallest pond. Okay. If a team like the Chicago Bears, where you can literally hide in plain sight, comes up to you and says, we will pay you millions of dollars to do what you enjoy doing to play football. Are you going to say no? And if you say that you would say no, you're a liar. (laughs) Julius Peppers did not, he didn't create chaos and like demand to be traded. He didn't, he didn't do any of that stuff. He, he's, he took his given opportunity as a free agent and he went to Chicago where they paid him handsomely. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And the whole, like John just said, the whole Judas peppers, that's, it's dumb. It's, it's just, it's a bad, even if, even if you want to give him a nickname like that, it's a terrible nickname. Like the take is bad, but the <laughs> nickname is worse.
0: Yeah. I, I, I do I've, I used to be one of those people that would kind of begrudge players if they didn't want to play for like my favorite team anymore. But it's like, I get it you you, get your money. Players aren't paying. You get your money. And like players that play for a particular team, not necessarily like a fan of that team. If you know what I mean, it's just their employer. Like he goes to work. It's it's like, yeah, it's, it's no different than you getting an offer from another job. And you're like, I'm going to try this new thing at a different job. Like, we see like yeah. I said earlier, there are a lot of players that go home, but like they're I guarantee you ninety percent of the player over ninety percent of the players on the Panthers roster right now have no ties to the Panthers aside for playing for the Panthers. Like before no, they, they join g- this they team. Get that like, they paycheck don't have any allegiance to the team. Yeah. yeah.
1: They have an allegiance to that paycheck. It's just like if you're at your job and you're sitting in your office and you're doing your whatever you do at your job. And another company who does the same thing that your company does offers you double your salary to move to their office across town. Are you going to say no? On top of that,
0: you're going to do the exact same job.
1: You're going to do the exact same job. You're going to have the same responsibilities. You're going to have the same, um, you're in the same spot on the corporate ladder. Nothing changes except the amount of money that you get
2: paid. Are you going to turn it down? Most people are not going to do that. It was also pretty abundantly clear that the Panthers were going to be in a rebuilding phase as well that year when he left. Yeah,
1: he chased a yeah. title. He
2: didn't win it, but he chased one.
0: We're going to get a one this year because, like that. we said, we're de- we're the team of destiny.
1: Yep. Yeah, He's going to get it this he's year. Getting it this,
0: yep.
1: The, the NFL is not going to let Julius Peppers and Thomas Davis retire without winning a Super Bowl. And Ryan Cleal. And Ryan Khalil. And plus they owe us one because they gave Peyton Manning his.
0: <laughs> I just picture the NFL's got a backlog in their in their offices yeah, of the teams like, they owe the Super like the Bowl to. Actor.
1: It's like the Academy Award for Best Actor. They've got a backlog of people they owe. That's why Gary <laughs> Oldman won, because he's been screwed over before.
0: Yeah, they got people that like that should have won it in like two thousand nine, winning it now because they couldn't get it in two thousand nine because they had to give it to the guy who should have won it in two thousand two. There's
1: actually a theory about that. So, um, I think it was Art Carney back in the '70s. He mm-hmm. won instead of uh, I want to say it was um, Al Pacino or Jack Nicholson. It was one of those guys, but he won it instead of them, and they've been making it up ever since. Like they've
0: <laughs> yeah. been
1: giving makeup awards for it ever since.
0: I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it.
1: So I think the NFL is doing the exact same thing in the with the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Because they're obviously rigging it.
1: They they are. They have to be. <laughs> the referee's I mean, wife was a Broncos fan.
0: Like how obvious? How much more obvious can it be?
1: Get woke, y'all.
0: <laughs> I think it's a good note to wrap it up on.
1: Yep. The NFL is well, ripped- even better when the New Orleans Saints just signed a backup quarterback for to Drew Brees. You ready for this name? Uh huh. Tom Savage. Oh, my God. <laughs> One year, $1. $1.5 million to hold the clipboard for Drew Brees.
0: I will say, last my last thought of the of the show is I am absolutely loving this carousel of mediocre quarterbacks going to teams that had previously had mediocre quarterbacks.
1: Yes, me too.
0: <laughs> like Bradford, like all the Vikings receivers going to other teams that have quarterback problems, and then Kirk Cousins going to the Vikings to as a lateral move, like all these lateral moves happening where they just Changing the names on the jerseys, I'm loving and, it.
2: Then the Vikings still traded for Trevor Simeon after giving Kirk Cousins a guaranteed contract. They did? for three years. Yeah, I dad. didn't see that. Trevor Simeon is going to back up. Sam, is going to back up uh, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they basically traded Case Keenum for uh, Trevor Simeon. Essentially, yep. Trade, like not literally, but like they traded out. Like trade The deal
1: off. worked out for both sides too, because the salary cap implications that it basically balanced out the books for both teams. Like it made sense. Especially since he's just gonna be a backup.
0: That's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm with you. I love all these mediocre quarterbacks just you know, trading places. It's like musical
2: chairs with
1: mediocre quarterbacks. Uh-huh.
2: I also love how Derek Anderson hit the open market and he's like, I'm gonna see what's going on out there for me. Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to come back to Carolina and back up Cam Newton again next year.
1: You know, it honestly would not surprise me to see either Atlanta or Tampa sign him just to get access to our information. Even though it's going to change because, you know, we've got nor but <laughs> a lot of the concepts will be the same. It wouldn't surprise me to see somebody do that.
2: Yeah. Good old DA, the buck killer. Go over to the Buccaneers and tell them how to beat them.
0: Yeah. Except for that Monday night football game, but we'll, we won't hey, talk about
2: that. Well, we won't talk about that. That never happened. Shut up. <laughs> um. All right. Well, hopefully Derek Anderson finds his way in free agency. And for that matter, Ed Dixon. But uh, from all of us here at the CSR podcast, hopefully you enjoy the free agency period. And hopefully the Panthers, you know, don't disappoint you, which they will. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, we're signing off here. This is Brian, Brad, and John. with our podcast, Fort & Choice. You guys have a wonderful day and wonderful week. See you. Later. Keeps the
1: football. Takes off to the end zone for the touchdown. He takes the
2: handoff, and he scores. Aboard to the Dolphins, behind the line of scrimmage, and took it in for the first touchdown of the night. Newton keeps, lowers his shoulder, and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal, trouble pass for Caffrey, touchdown! And off-dive for Jonathan Stewart, and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Keating. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five years. You know...
1: Carolina gets a road win.